when I want to listen to the whole song. I haven't heard that one in a while. Thank you for playing that one. Welcome, everybody. Gosh, it's good to be with you. Welcome. Let's begin our, I would say action-packed, but that's not quite right. Let's begin our beautiful call with lots to do by joining in our pillars of light. So everybody take a deep breath, spine beautifully straight, and light up the diamond in your mind, the mind of God. Feel the lighting up of the diamond in your heart, the heart of God. And let's light up our diamond in our solar plexus, the will of God, and feel the beautiful being that is you connecting all these diamonds, creating your individual pillar of light. Send your beautiful light straight down into the crystal core of Gaia, and ground into her heart and feel her love coming back. And then reach up right through your crown and grab hands with Mother and Father God, waiting to pour their honey love right through our pillar. Now, with your deep breath, expand and connect to your family of light around the world. We are truly a family in this light pillar Welcome. Thank you, everyone, for bringing your beautiful energy. And I'll now pass the talking stick to Christine. Welcome, Christine. (laughs) Hey, beautiful Meg. Hey, everybody. Welcome. We do have an action-packed show tonight. So much nourishment. Meg, thank you for that pillar. It was beautiful. And... um, Mm -hmm. Everybody, take a deep breath. There is a lot going on. There is a lot of light coming in, a lot of influx, which also means a lot of displacement of what was once dark. So for a minute or two, that looks and feels like chaos. (laughs) So everybody, we are... Like Meg said, we're a family, and we're a community, 
and we have a purpose together. And that purpose is harmony, comfort, and love. So with that, let's get to our decree. It's God's will prayer. And I'm going to be repeating the last three sentences three times. So join in your heart. And a decree is a light and coated action transformer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sounded like I was making that up. But (laughs) what does that mean? So light and coated. The words. Remember, a word has a meaning. It's an address in space and time. It's more than just a sound. It has content. We know that. It has energetic value. It has agreement. Now, when we combine these words with the knowledge of the higher dimensions, with our own hearts, with the unity we feel together, and we join in. It's so powerful. We transform what was into what is real. What was illusionary, which is pain and suffering. Not that we didn't feel it, but it's not the true condition of our soul, of our being. And together we do a decree and we transform things back into love, which is why we're on earth right now, right? So here we go with today's decree from our hearts, God's will prayer. In the name of God, I am, I invoke the presence of beloved Master Elmoira. Archangel Michael and all ascended masters and angels of the blue flame love of God's will to guide and protect me daily and hourly. Archangel Michael, come into my life. Help me overcome all density with your sword of blue flame. Cut me loose and set me free from all negativity and errors of the past. I ask for a shaft of blue lightning of divine love be established over my being, over my home, my family, my work, and all my affairs. I call the guidance I need to manifest God's will in all aspects of my life to fulfill my divine purpose here on earth and make my ascension in the light. I claim for God's will to manifest everywhere on earth as it is in the realms of light and freedom. I give thanks that my request is answered according to God's holy will. And so be it, beloved I am. I claim for God's will to manifest everywhere on earth as it is in the realms of light and freedom. I give thanks that my request is answered according to God's holy will. And so be it, beloved I am. I claim for God's will to manifest everywhere on earth as it is in the realms of light and freedom. I give thanks 
that my request is answered according to God's holy will. And so be it, beloved I am. Mm, So be it, beloved I am. Thank you, Christine. And our thanks and love to Aurelia Louise Jones of Telos for including that in her book of prayers. Hi, this is Catherine. I just want to say thank you to Christine for those ringing words. As usual, we love these decrees. So how are you doing, Meg? I've heard we have a Meg and Owen report coming up. Oh, what a fun show. My gosh, there's something for everyone, as they say. Hey, Catherine, so glad to hear your voice. Thank you, Christine. It is ringing. There is a ringing mm-hmm. when <clears throat> in every cell and, and all of the atoms and the particles around us, and it just feels like a ripple that goes out. And I enjoy so much the mentoring that Christine does with her decrees. I, the way I say them is completely changed. So thank you. Yeah, so what a fun show tonight. I'll just give a, a quick blitz for people. Um, I'm sure they know what's up, but let's um, let them know that tonight we have our beloved brother, Archangel Michael, with us, um, and he's going to bring 10 things to leave at Redemption's door. So we sort of joke that Archangel Michael is here with us tonight. Well, you know, he's sort of always with us. So we like to play that, okay, so they're here with us tonight. (laughs) And they always joke and say, okay, so we're hanging up now, but we're actually still here. So it's sort of like the phone that never hangs up, but you pretend you hang up. So that's the way it is. So we're going to pretend that Michael's here with us, but he's been transmitting these essences to us all day. He knows he listens to these calls, and I bet you he starts downloading this information as soon as the the message goes out for all of us. So we're ready to open our hearts to hear this. Mm-hmm. So for tonight, I have it on good authority that the 10 things that he's going to give us, which sounds sort of like a fluffy bunny, but it's actually more like a humdinger. So... <laughs> Not like a, oh, these are going to be fun things to leave behind. No, these are like drop it like it's hot, run as fast as you can, and don't look back things. So I recommend, and I have my pen ready to take notes, so we're we're going to be diving into some really good things. So we are always loved and we are loved. So, yeah, so Megan Owen report. Welcome, Owen. Hey, beloved. <laughs> so... I had the chance to <clears throat> chat with Michael through Christine this week about a an a um incident that doesn't sound right. Um something that happened at work and all of you know I do acupuncture and nutrition at a um a wellness clinic and <clears throat> we have chiropractors there, we have massage therapists, we have a um really sort of uh um a complementary medicine leading Western medicine doctor there, et cetera. So it's a really big crew, really big uh, building. And I was there the other day, and um, we're all of us coming and going. It's a really sweet crew. Well, I was going about my business, and 
the other day, I heard a young child uh, start screaming, crying, terror sort of noise coming from somewhere in the clinic. And it just stopped me in my tracks. And I know everyone listening has all had that experience where we hear some cry from every level of our friends and family and neighbors and surroundings and work that just stops us in our tracks. And it, we experience so much pain um, from this cry that uh, we sort of takes our breath away. So this is what happened with this young child being treated somewhere in the clinic. I couldn't quite find out where it was. So I noticed that I went into this um, very agitated fight-or-flight state oh, my gosh, where is that coming from? What is happening? This, is, this has to stop. This is terrible. And <clears throat> I called in the angels immediately and said, okay, angels, whatever you can do, come. And the crying kept going and kept going, and it was hiccuping and, and sort of horrific. And <clears throat> I stayed in a pretty agitated state, and I sort of... Um, dealt it out to the people around me. I could tell I was really upset and short-tempered and for the rest of the afternoon. And I just didn't think I handled it well. And so when I had the chance to talk to Michael through Christine, I just asked him for some help and said, you know, can you, can you help me with this, um, knowing how I could have handled this better? And I can't tell you how beautiful what he said to me was, and I just thought I'd share that because I think we're all going to be able to um, to bring this into our lives to help us with these real things that happen to us daily. And it gives us a chance to not feel so helpless and more peaceful, which was really my intention and my question for him. One of the things he said to me is that it is our job to call light into the situations like these will, of course, call light into every situation, every experience we have here. That's our job here, is to call light into this experience. Like Christine said, we are light on earth. But especially at those times when we feel pain um, for ourselves or those around us, we can call in the light. And the thing he said that was really helpful is he said, no, Meg, that the light is there as soon as the call is made. The light comes immediately at the, at the request. And the light is perfect for that particular situation for the highest good of all. Even though it might not look like, to me, a solution because the child was still crying for minutes later. But they have their teams and their angels who are divinely working with them in their life for their highest good. So it doesn't matter the way how I perceive it. Light came with my request. And, it, and this is the piece that I was happy to hear that I didn't do so well that day. He said, next you have to let go and let God and then be in peace, knowing that it is perfect. And when you can get centered and be in peace, then you can connect with your teams 
and your guides to ask if there's anything else that you can do in this situation. And when we're guided at that level, then we can be a part of the solution and part of our team working with their team to see if there's anything that we can help. If we don't take that step, then Michael said we can move into an experience he called the pain of interference. And he didn't go on about it, but I think we can all sort of glean that if we don't connect with our guides and our teams who are aware of what's going on with those around us, then we could overstep our bounds. We could help when it's really not helping and possibly derail temporarily or interfere with uh, something that might have been, actually probably was perfectly arranged for the highest good of whoever was experiencing the situation. That was really comforting to hear because I know we all feel at times that we're not doing enough or I wish we could do more. And it was helpful to hear that if we call in the light and we, and we, be in, we choose to be in peace and we listen, that we'll be guided. <clears throat> so that was very helpful when he said that. So I just wanted to share that because I think, you know, we all have experiences where we want to be of help and to be of real help when help is really help to hear this information from our family, to let us know that one light comes immediately regardless of how we perceive the light coming. And it is perfectly orchestrated for that situation. We can check in with our team to see if we can be of further help and sometimes doing nothing is the perfect help. And then I would have experienced my centeredness for the rest of the day, whereas I stayed agitated. So then the rest of my day is not affected <clears throat> by this fight or flight and the adrenaline response that I had to hearing this cry. So May. thank you, Michael. And thank you, Christine. <laughs> yeah. It's so seen. that's that's where we are. Yeah. Meg, that's so I like it so much because it's so practical. And for the longest time, all right, here it comes. I just thought that <laughs> if anything but like roses and daffodils were spewing, it wasn't yet light-filled. Okay, so I'm a little embarrassed to admit that. Oh, hey, I'm with you. Whatever. I think we're That's all with you. For the longest time. And it has taken so much inner work to get the story you're telling tonight because what I am finally barely getting is so Michael was telling you, I remember, like you are light, Meg. And then on top of that, when you invoke the light, ask for God's presence, ask for your higher self to help. Ask for the higher selves of everyone around to please join in. Not only are you already showing up as light, no matter what it looks like, but then you're invoking light. And I tell you that I have been sick in this lesson. <laughs> Slow learner. And 
I love this really practical, simple story because I know I was so fortunate to get to be there when Michael was telling you, but it really is that easy. And then to be, and then the next part is be at peace. I mm-hmm. thought, well, this is the sticky part and embarrassing that I've been working through shame on. That, okay, if anything bad's going on, I'm showing up as dark or someone is. And, ouch. Mm-hmm. Instead, I just need to trust God deep, more deeply. And it's really been a huge transformation inside me. I know you've mm-hmm. seen me going through that too, Megan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thank you for this story because it has been a huge one for me too. Mhm. And thank you, Michael. And <clears throat> I think it just shows how we're so being guided. I mean, it was, I know they, they use the word setup, but that, it sounds like there's a setup for something going wrong. It's absolutely the, the most loving setup ever to help us grow and expand. And it will forever mm-hmm. change my practice. And so we're always being set up for expansion. And that's really key to remember is that when our guides and angels and our team are in love is setting us up for expansion if we can be present and and be guided so it was really good and and I think all of us are going all of us have real life situations especially this time of the year when we're all gathering in unique ways around our families and it's always sometimes a tender time of year for people that if we can hold this and be in peace during these times and connect with our teams, I think it's just going to go a lot, a lot more smooth than, than sometimes it can. So, well, that's all for me. Oh, I'm going to keep the Oh, thank you. I just wanted to thank you too, Meg. It's Catherine. Since we heard that message from Michael, I have been thinking about that day and night. Call Mm. on your teams. Ask for help, your higher mm. self, and it it really changes everything. It's Christine was talking about, you know, thinking a lot, long and hard about these things, and I realized I hadn't 20% done as much as I could to call in my higher self and my teams. And since this message I've been thinking about it all the time that this incident you had was so traumatic and difficult but if you take the same lesson and do it for all kinds of things mm-hmm. I'll give some later on but it's been very helpful and thank you for that wonderful example Meg mm-hmm. and you know sometimes they are need to be turned up the volume for us to get it so mm, I appreciate right. everybody involved in that incident to be able to yeah. help me with this because it's yeah it really was it was a it was an eye-opener for everyone and so I'm going to bring Catherine on for um, more storytelling um, in a second and we're going to hear from Catherine a little bit more about what's happening in Dinarland with the RV and GCR um, we're going to hear a letter that was written from us to our Dinar family I'm really glad that's going to be read um, 
what's happening a little bit more with the New York homestead with some real what life is really like when we transmute and what it means to be present during these times um, for our ascension. But let me say one thing. <clears throat> Most of you are aware, but for those of you who aren't, um, I, I wanted to really emphasize how important you are to the lives of Catherine and Christine. And I mean this literally. I I talk to them daily, etherically, all the time. And I know what their life is like on a on a moment to moment basis and the two hours sleep and the shifting and one's up and one sleeping for two hours and then up and then down. Literally somebody's awake at the house twenty four hours a day and what they're being asked to transmute on a planetary level that we're all doing. It just looks different for everyone. So I see what it means to them when you connect. I see what your financial donations do for them, like literally feed them. I see what your loving letters mean to them and sustain them at 3 (laughs) a.m. I just wanted you to hear that from me. And I know they say it, but sometimes it's, it's important to hear from a third party that you are so critical to their life in the most important basic ways. And thank you from me for all you do to keep them going because it benefits us all. It keeps these shows going. It keeps the messages coming. It keeps food on their plate and helps them with this big transmuting. <laughs> literally. <they> do. Like <laughs> literally. Toilet paper on the roll. Let's just be real, you know. And and this is this is what it looks like. And sometimes we have a little bit more to give at certain times and sometimes we don't and that's okay. And but I just wanted you to hear that for me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all you do to keep them going. And the little bird told me we're going to be getting some really fun messages coming from the company of heaven in a new stretch that's going to really help and support and encourage us for this next piece of our ascension work. So yay for me personally. <laughs> I'm happy about that. Okay, I'm handing the talking stick over. Thank you, Catherine. I love you. Okay, go. <laughs> oh, thank you, Meg. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some interesting times ahead. Um, some people know this uh, from the past. I actually had my toe pinched last night by Father God. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> he said, you sweet. hear me, can't you? And I said, oh, yes, every word. <laughs> So I think we're going to have messages from a number of very exciting, wonderful subjects. Of course, our company of heaven. So, well, I have some stories to tell. (laughs) Some that, you know, a part of this some of you already know about. If you've been following closely what's happening in Dinar land, it's um, been a very intense week. Of course, they're all light workers, the intel providers, the ones that we read and recommend to you in many of our newsletters. We've mentioned their names before. Um, it's been, like, like us, they're exhausted, they're stretched to the limit, they're asked to give messages, Day in and day out, they are not 
paid, they're in service. So their their hearts are in this. And then every once in a while there will be, um, actually fairly often, there's some kind of dust-up where somebody will write in and say, oh, you're lying to us, or this is no good, or who do you think you are? It just really mean stuff. Shills, basically, who come in and and people from Dinarland who get disgruntled because we haven't gotten our funds yet. So there was a quite a, a dramatic incident this week. the 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 article came out this morning, didn't it? Mm-hmm. There was an article on Dinar Chronicles, which is really the website that we read every day several times a day. It's run by a young man named Patrick from the Philippines who's done a brilliant job of gathering uh, voices from all over. He, he emphasizes, he um, features the most brilliant ones, the, the ones who are filled with light. And you can read um, J- Yosef, the one we've posted on our on our newsletters in the past, and several other of the wonderful intel providers that have now gathered together and call themselves the Ice Cream Shop Boys, and they've taken various parts of the intel um, information that's coming in and have have offered a steady stream of rich, eloquent, reliable information, which we read religiously. (laughs) And Yosef, I was thinking about how to describe Yosef and his messages, and a stream of of adjectives came to me, like (laughs) love, light, eloquence, devotion, steadiness in service, and Love. I mean, he is so. Um, his messages are so filled with his own heart and his connection to God that every single one of them is fascinating, and every one is different. So this week, he dropped what you might call a social bomb <laughs> in Dinarland when he put out this message today called Busted. Now, if you've read the, you know, the messages lately, there's been some doubt and conflict and accusations and so on. So Yosef responded, not just to that, but said, look, Dinarland, I'm... I'm not going to try to even paraphrase. It was a f- wonderful message. I'll just give a little bit of the feel of it. It was like, come on, Dinarland, wake up. Realize what we're doing here. We're changing the world. We need to be ready. And a lot of you are still asleep. You're being negative. You're complaining. You're acting like crybabies. Come on, wake up and fly right. (laughs) (laughs) And then 
He said, I've, I'm done with this. I gave you my best. I gave you my devotion and my love, and I'm saying goodbye. And then he played, he put on with the message, the song, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to miss me when I'm gone, when I'm gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a really funny song and pretty upbeat, actually. So there's more still to come, I'm sure, from this story. But it was very moving. His letter, Christine read it aloud, and at the end of it, we just felt nothing but love coming mm-hmm. with this letter. It was not a scolding. It was not a criticism. It was a light-filled, inspiring message of now, now, not later, get with it now. (laughs) So, and if you don't, you're going to drag the dark along with you. And we don't want that. So wake up, everybody. So we were very moved by the letter and just felt such love for Yosef and gratitude for the long months of hard work mm-hmm. that he and and the others who are so devoted, um, we could name a, a string of them, but You'll you'll see them on the site. You'll see their connection to one another. And their connection to one another is becoming more and more clear. And their connection to all of us and to Christine and me and Meg and to all of all of Dinarland who are coming along with them, uh, who are raising their bandwidth along with them and they know who we are they get a lot of responses but christine thought it was very important to respond to yosef's letter and in the middle of the night she began a letter to yosef because <laughs> we don't sleep much around oh, here. right and i'm <laughs> going to talk about that a little more later but this letter was created you know, from the wee hours of the morning <laughs> until today. And we sent it to Dinar Chronicles, and they posted it. So here is um, what I think is... Our love letters. Uh, that's right. It's our love letters. Yes. The ice cream shop boys. Yes, to the ice cream shop boys, and written by Christine. And it, it just, she just... <laughs> poured her heart into this letter. So I want to read it for all of you. We did we did send it out as a message, but when you hear it now, you'll have a much better context for this. So hear Christine's voice behind this, her her really high higher self voice. <laughs> okay, it's titled Yosef. You have fulfilled St. Germain's promise. 7 December 2016. To dear Yosef 
and the rest of the very beloved Ice Cream Shop Boys. We see you. You have informed, loved, and galvanized a human community at its apex of slavery. For real. (laughs) And that is astounding. It is time, and now permitted, that we even more publicly show that we are and always have been standing by your side. Who are we? Five years ago, an angel came to my bedside in the middle of the night, woke me, and said, Get dong. (laughs) Pause for laughter. True story. This is Christine's true story. (laughs) Well, if it wasn't for the pure radiance and the undeniable love filling me and the room, I would not have known what to do. (laughs) What was dawn? (laughs) I was almost afraid to ask. But this was not my first encounter with a true being of light while on earth. I had been seeing, hearing, and feeling them since I was in my crib. It took me the longest while to figure out that not everybody else was doing the same. No wonder folks were having such a hard time with joy. It's impossible to mistake the energy and intentions of a true ascended being. Because it is love, always love, unmistakable, non-fakeable, real love. A series of Christmas miracles that year landed me a small gift of cash and the number to call Bruce's show. That's the big net. It was on. <laughs> Next, St. Germain came and asked me to reach as many people, especially lightworkers, as possible and let them know about the coming events. I asked St. Germain to show me what was true. She makes bargains like this with the company of heaven. I'm not (laughs) passing this word around unless you show me. (laughs) That's not common. (laughs) Okay, going on. He took me to caves, castles, burial sites, underneath islands, strange endless vaults on and off planet, and showed me the gold. Then he made a promise to me. St. Germain said that during the final phase, we would all receive true information about what was happening, and I would be absolutely clear who the truth-tellers were. So, my cherished and honored brother, Yosef, you and your unfailing team have fulfilled St. Germain's promise to me, to us all. And I have unassailable proof of who you are and that you are of God. That proof is my very own heart. 
I know you, <laughs> and so do the other can-do gals. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> now, some of you reading this don't believe me, and it's okay. You will. Until then, perhaps be wise with your remarks and choices because, one, everything I say is true. <laughs> and two, I will not war with you because I love you. And I have set down war. So it will just be you and your distasteful remarks standing there. <laughs> it is high time we got down to peace and joy instead. Ice Cream Shop Boys, we do see you. You are integrity, strength, unity, truth, and love. The qualities of home. The qualities of the rising earth. We also see the messengers, the white knights and hats, the healers, the light bearers, the gatekeepers, the transmuters, the grid workers, the faith holders, the Lemurian dreamers, the ascension guides, the light-filled lawyers, soldiers, bankers, workers, legislators, and unseen and unsayables. We see you. And yes, Obama and Putin are light beings, as we have been saying for years. <laughs> we can best say our thanks like this. Yosef, when we gather to read your messages aloud many times a day to help anchor them, tears spill down our faces between fits of deep laughter every time. It's the same when we see you all. We have received nothing but confirmation from the company of heaven as to your purpose and veracity. And we will continue to use every avenue, including our messages, radio shows, prayers, networks, and faith to support you and to fulfill our shared purpose. We use our names because we're guided to, because we've been face-to-face -face with the cabal for many long years. One of our assignments has been to follow the psychic attacks we receive back through their own channels so that we may speak with the minion operators about their option to come home to God. Over the past two years, some have. Of course, we're guided and protected in the name of God in all we do. There are many of us. Catherine was contacted directly by Father God long ago to bring the messages and shows so we would be ready with support at this time. Meg has offered healing to all who ask while working tirelessly within. We all transmute large, constant loads of humanity's dross around the clock, sometimes just hanging on. That's when your messages always arrive. And we are the tiny tip of the massive, glowing iceberg of others 
who all quietly and steadfastly do the same in their own way and according to their life plans. We are here with the same mission as you to restore the light of God to humanity and the surface of earth. Yosef, we love you with our whole hearts, and we represent thousands of mature, devoted light workers who are quietly fulfilling their roles so that we may keep the light high and the path clear for the moment the Freedom and Prosperity programs are released via the RVGCR and far beyond. It is for us you have sacrificed, and we profoundly and respectfully are grateful. You have inspired us beyond measure. We shine. We love you. We are the surrendered. God is with us. Oh, this was signed Christine, Catherine, and Meg, the can-do girls, and the vast family of light above and on the surface that we humbly represent. Thank you, Yosef. (laughs) Yes. So that was published on Dinar Chronicles, and... It had a wonderful effect between Yosef's letter and many others who wrote in. The letters started pouring in after Yosef wrote his letter to, well, let's let Christine describe it. Here she is. Hey, I just straight from my heart that letter was, but I also just wanted to say... I know there seems to be a lot of confusion out there, and Archangel Michael says he's going to address some of that through his message tonight. It, You know, these messengers stand in front of us all, and they just get hit with absolutely everything. And I, we've been there. And at different times, all the lightworkers on this call have been there. And it's it's rough. It's painful. And it's intense. And I just have had this in my heart for the longest time. I just want to find a way to be kind to each other, to allow those brave enough to stand up and there's a difference in the energy and we can all feel it and Michael is really going to address that tonight I know he's come before the show and really told me what this is about and it's about the difference in the energy that we all absolutely know and can feel there is it doesn't matter if If mean was relabeled practical, it's still mean, and we can all feel it. Kind is kind. 
being ugly. And look, I have had to learn this lesson so deeply in myself, and I've hurt people along the way learning it. So I say this with such compassion for myself and for us all. Kindness is kindness. (laughs) And yet, if we are willing to really open the eyes of our heart and see from our soul through our life. Meg, I love what you said to me today after you read Yosef's message. You said, I got done with that thing, and it doesn't matter what words were there, what all I could feel was love. And you remembered a time recently when the some of the Ascended Masters told us, like, look. Mm-hmm. What you say? That was brilliant. I like that. <laughs> I stayed with me all day. Yeah, they, yeah, either Sananda or Michael were saying that it doesn't matter what words are used, love will be felt regardless yeah. of the words yeah. used. And that's, that's what I thought was perfect for Yosef's message. Yeah. So we're taking the caring time for this on the show because you know we're all going to be facing this ongoingly Mm -hmm. and this is if we can embrace it at this moment this lesson that our brave community members not just Yosef others too Tank, Bruce you know Fisher uh, Patrick himself for Denal the whole gang I, I don't come near to naming them but If we can embrace this lesson they're bringing us, I I don't know. I just feel there's a treasure chest of gems there. And then we can get it this time, and we can turn it into the pearls of our own heart and walk forward with greater wisdom. That's why we took this extra time to really bring you all this. And we do. We devote this show to Yosef and the Ice Cream Shop Boys. <laughs> from 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 us, the can-do girls, <laughs> and all bright light workers. Okay, so now we're going to go next to Catherine revealing dun, 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 <laughs> what life is like. <laughs> what the heck are we doing, and why aren't you getting messages from us? <laughs> What are we doing up here on the New York farm? What the heck? What could take so much time? <laughs> so Catherine's going to, Catherine, and then maybe we'll pass the talking stick, hey, Meg, and um, reveal what's going on around here. And it's going to be sounding like pieces of what's going on around in your homes and hearts, too, I bet. Mm-hmm. So here's Catherine mm-hmm. again. <laughs> Thanks, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mention this earlier, but... I got a letter this week from someone who was asking us, you know, what's going on with you? And I wrote back to her and, you know, gave her a little bit about how we're transmuting 24-7 and so on. And she wrote back this wonderful letter that tells us that is part of what inspires us. It tells us that people really are working with us they know what we're doing we know what they're doing and we we are a family so 
Here's from Anne. From the mail you have sent me, I feel you are all so exhausted and pushed to your limits. Indeed, like all light workers, I know you will never give up your assignment, and neither will we. We are so close now. I will hold the light for you, I promise, once again. You are not alone, and we can already feel the finish, the celebration, the reunion with all. So hold on, girls. I have your backs, too. <laughs> oh, I feel not precious. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> this is Anne from, uh, I believe, from Belgium, but I'll check that again. Thank you, Anne. Oh, um, thank you, Anne. And what a marvelous team we are, and how victoriously we will cross that finish soon. Love and hugs, violet flame, and honey love. I send your ways. <laughs> so, Anne, thank you, and so many others who write true, heartfelt feelings about how hard they're working and and how hard it is at times for them. So that's an encouragement for us and for all of you. So let me tell you a little bit about what life is really like here on the New York farm. <laughs> well, we've told you we've been transmuting and transducing. And I, you, many of you probably read uh, Sananda's message about those things that we sent out recently. So here's what it looks like here. Christine has really been in bed full-time, working, working with her teams, working with uh, the company of heaven, and full-time transmuting. Now, I'll give you some of the, um, the descriptions of what that looks like. First of all, they do tell us from time to time what the issues are that we're transmuting. And recently, as you know, today is um, the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. And for the last 24 hours or so, Christine was feeling like gasoline was burning her skin, like she was suffocating. And she holds on and brings the light through herself, which is the transducing part. She transmutes the feelings of the burning and the um, suffocation and so on and sends it to the light for healing. So it's a literal, uh, physical, and spiritual experience, and emotional too, of course. And we've been doing this full-time, and Christine is, is in bed because she's just sick from the transmuting. And at her glued to her side is little Che, our Chihuahua, who puts his paws on her and also helps to pull off the pain and to uh, transmute the feelings. And he ends up smelling really bad at the end of one of these sessions 
his and breath. And not just Jay. And not just Jay. It's true. <laughs> we all smell pretty funky around here. <laughs> so, speaking, you know, earlier you you were we were talking about working with teams. So this has become such a full time such full-time work for us that when I go to the grocery store, I look for things I can buy that will help with Christine's nausea, for instance. And we check with the teams and get just what's needed. And this changes from time to time, and I have a feeling it changes with what she's transmuting. So the other day, they, we were encouraged that Christine could do an ionic foot bath. For the first time in a very long time, she's starting to do more healing treatments. So we did the foot bath, and both of them turned out to be uh, amazing, um, the colors of the water when we were finished. But Christine's looked like black soot. And we commented on it. We're talking about it, and we hear from the company of heaven, oh, yes, that's black goo. So Christine has also been transmuting black goo. So it's a very literal, very physical thing, this transmuting. So those of you who feel the aches and pains and the headaches and so on, you are transmuters too, all of you. So I'll t- oh, here, trans- uh, Christine wants to say something. Yeah, I just... It's interesting because it always seems like Catherine and I make up a whole thing. So she is often transmuting the mental and emotional to more intensity. And I am often transmuting on a very, very physical. And even sometimes they'll have us, um, we won't know, like sometimes it's just, most of the time it's just on faith. And as we told you before, sometimes for quite stretches, the company of heaven goes what we call radio silent. Now, in our hearts, we know they never step away from you, from us, from anyone. But when it's radio silent, <laughs> it's, we, we don't hear them the way we do when we're so fortunate as to hear them normally. <laughs> so we just follow our own heart, and it's all about, as ascension is, as healing is, it's about all of our own inner work. And it's amazing because to totally strange things that don't seem logical or reasonable or there's no foundation to understand them, me and Meg and Catherine will often have this simultaneous, deep, simple, sweet, clear understanding as though we are a school of fish, a flock of birds. <laughs> and who knows, because it doesn't make any other sense. Mm-hmm. And there's times when Meg will just call out of the blue, and it's just the perfect moment, or I can feel her join us from Georgia to New York. Or sometimes I have to, like, I'm sick in the night. We don't sleep. But let me tell you this again. We don't sleep, but we're at peace in our hearts. We're sleep-deprived and crazy, but we laugh all the time, except when we're crazy. And then we laugh real quick after that. 
And I'm saying this so you know your own experience, too. And then, I know Catherine's going to tell this part. I'm going to do a spoiler. I call her sometimes because I'm so dang sick in the night. And it's weird. We know I'm not sick from a disease or a thing. We just somehow totally know. I mean, they've told us, yeah, but we also have our own inner knowing, which is imperative. That I'm transmuting. I'm like this transmuting machine yeah (laughs) choo-choo train (laughs) and i see you all i see you beautiful beautiful teams of you all in your own way some of you just taking your kids to school and choosing patience that is transmuting Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i see you and you are on the team (laughs) yep Because I'm flat out in my bed. Trust me, it's weird. I would have never in a zillion years imagined this is a light-filled job. But it turns out, sure enough. (laughs) And then, like, I'll have to get Catherine in the middle of the night. Or I'll have to call Meg and wake her up first thing. Which, by the way, they're always completely hilarious and kind and lean in. I'm going to give you the next chapter where the other night, Like, okay, it's weird around here. We admit it. (laughs) But I bet you think it's weird at your house, too. So we just want to tell you, lightworkers, we are in the full tilt boogie right now. This is it. This is what we have prepared for, trained for, readied ourselves for. This, don't judge what it looks like. Judge the quality of your heart and the knowing of what you're doing, no matter what it looks like. Okay, here's Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I'll tell you what happened. Two nights in a row. (laughs) Was it three? Oh, okay. Time (laughs) runs together. (laughs) So, I think I had not fallen asleep yet the first time. (laughs) And Christine often falls asleep earlier, and I stay up, and then she wakes up in the night, and we take turns. So, I hadn't quite fallen asleep yet, or at least my light was still on and my computer was in my lap. (laughs) And I hear, Catherine! (laughs) And I... Woke up like a jolt, and I was out of the bed and down the stairs, and she was already back in her bed. So I came in, and she was green and said she was in really big pain. So she scooted over. I climbed in, and we started to pray. And she was in so much pain, and I touched her. I started putting my hands and I called Sananda to help. And I felt, as soon as I touched her, I felt this electrical circuit. It was like we were both plugged in to the same socket. Uh-huh. And she felt she's doing the she's doing the the visuals. <laughs> she has one hand on her right frontal lobe, and the back of her head 
down by the rep- reptilian hindbrain. She had a pain trail that was excruciating from her right forebrain down to the back of her head and then down through her body. And at the same time, I was feeling this stabbing pain in my left forebrain and the left side of my uh, reptilian hindbrain and down all the way down through my body and down my legs and especially my left leg that was burning. And she was complaining about her skin burning too. So we connected like that. And it was like we were a transmuting transformer. And the energy was flowing through us, and we were both, of course, building our pillar, calling on Mother and Father God, anchoring in the earth. And there was this, it went on for hours, most of the night, this really intense feeling, electrical feeling. But I want to tell you what Christine does at these times. Uh-oh. She's, <laughs> she's it's almost screaming in pain. At this, it was among the worst times we've, we've had. So she's saying, Mother and Father, Company of Heaven, help the light workers. Go to every single light worker. Talk to their higher selves. Reassure them. Tell them it's okay. We're all together. We've got you. Please help the light workers. So you probably got a visit. <laughs> she said, send out teams legions of angels to every light worker do it now <laughs> so all of you fireflies started singing oh the next night it was the next night the same thing i crawl in we start transmuting we we kind of doze off here and there and then wake up and and are calling to the company of heaven and so on and the second night, I heard this strange sound, and Christine, turns out, heard it too. It sounded like a female voice singing, and I looked around and realized that our little cat, whom we call Firefly, was on in the room, and she was singing. It sounded like an angel's voice singing. So all of our animals, Bam Bam then comes in and fills the room with high energy, scrubs away and helps us transmute the energies. So we're really all in sync in this circuit that, of course, includes everyone, all of you, Meg, and everybody listening. You've felt it. I know you have. And you were probably visited the last few nights big time with dreams or reassurances 
from the company of heaven and angel legions. So that's pretty much what's been going on here. Sampling? A sampling, yeah. Just just a few of the high points. <laughs> so we every now every night we go, Oh, I hope we're gonna get to sleep tonight. Never do. Never do. <laughs> but we still laugh, you can tell. We're still laughing about it. And there's always some magic that happens like that electrical circuit that made us feel like, wow, we must be doing something really good here. <laughs> it feels weird, but okay. Send us more. <laughs> We're good. All right. So that's the end of that story for now. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll have an update later. But let me, I'm going to, Send this back to Meg. I'm going to, Meg. I'm going to pass you the talking stick, and you know who is coming. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. And it's so. It's really wonderful, in a wonderful slash weird slash oh my god way, to hear this because um, it. Every single person listening thinks they're bunkers and thinks that all the kind of things going on in their life, I mean, I get emails all the time. I'm going crazy. This is crazy. I don't understand this. And I'm just holding on. So I mean, it really does help because everybody has their unique path. And it's so important for, for us all to remember that. It looks different for every single person, but there are some similarities and when we can just hold on to each other um, in the, whatever we're going through, and Christine means this literally, when you're dropping off your kids and you choose patience at the 11th hour, let me tell you what that means to the planet. But I, I just think <laughs> Sananda says you have no idea. You know, so, yes, take yourselves more seriously, and also don't take yourself so seriously. It works both ways because the work that we're doing now at this moment where we're pressed up against this, membrane of all of our lifetimes together. I remember Christine said that to me one time. She said, this is the time where all of our lifetimes are pressed up against this this uh, membrane where we're moving into this new, beautiful anchoring, where we're calling in the light into this experience. And that when Michael said that, it was, it was really helpful. Calling in the light of our true soul into this experience. And that is, of course, literal. So anyway... Okay, Michael. <laughs> Welcome, our brother Michael, our blue brother. We're so happy we've made it a long time before you can say hello, and I know you're being very patient, so thank you. <laughs> uh, yes. Is your brother, your fan, your cheerleader, Archangel Michael, I am here, and indeed, <laughs> this is all very, very true. We encouraged uh, the can-do gals, <laughs> Catherine, Christine, and Meg, 
to share with you a lot tonight so that you could see that your own upside-down cake life is absolutely understandable and normal for a bright light worker on the surface of earth at this time. So be at ease. We are here. Billions are focused on you right now. So take a moment to let in their love, their soothing, their encouragement, their joint song of peace on earth right now. You are surrounded by family, by friends, by comrades in love. Take a moment to settle yourself and feel the ease we would offer. You are all stretched beyond capacity, meaning you are always right now increasing your capacity, which as you know by now means that you are increasing your ability to hold and emanate love and light, which is none other than God. It's true. Every time you invoke help, you ask for help, you invite God into the situation, it is done 1,000%. And then some. How can I say that? Because earth is blanketed back and forth by dispensations right now. All it requires is your heartfelt yes towards truth, towards God. Not your idea of truth, but the humble yearning to know what is the real truth. You know the difference. We all do. That opens the floodgates, the floodgates of your prosperity, the floodgates of your peace, the floodgates of us getting to come closer, hurry up and open your hearts wider, say yes, make the leap. We want to throw our arms around you in a way that you too know without dispute is happening. Because we already do. We already are. You know that that thing where you stand up and you fall straight back and somebody catches you? Do it got you oh wait it's our turn we're doing it too and you know what we know about you you've got us 
and you've got your missions and you've got the purpose of restoring light on earth. And together we are a family, we are a team, and we are accomplishing our God-given plan and healing and fulfillment. So, be at rest within. Move from the sacred flame which is God within you. Move from within outward. If you are unsure of where you stand within, go within until you are certain and then allow the movement to unfold. I say this in this way because each and every one of you comprehend, recall, and understand it. It touches the knowing within you. Be at peace. The programs aren't going to happen for you. You are happening. You are rising for the programs to unfold. It is inevitable with your own inner work, meaning your own inner truthfulness, your own inner feeling, your own inner choice to choose the qualities of love, kindness, laughter, joy, humor. That's your transmutation, transformation. That's you. All right. Let's get down to work. Let's get to it. (laughs) Ten things to leave at redemption's door. Yes, that was the title I wanted. (laughs) Number one. And I'm going to call it like it is, like I always do. Arrogance. Set down your arrogance. Ask to see within everywhere you still have arrogance. Now, the thing about arrogance is that nobody thinks they are arrogant. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) That alone should be a clue to be willing to look within, to Ask, where am I arrogant? Look for things like, I know. I'm right. I would never do that. (laughs) Look for areas of the great disease across the planet right now, especially in the more developed countries, the disease of entitlement. Now, what are we going to replace arrogance with? Curiosity, compassion, rather than I know, how about I wonder? Compassion is curiosity about others rather than a fixed opinion. It is 
always seeking from the core of your being what is the highest good of all. Even if it's uncomfortable to me, even if that sounds strange, even if that's not what I would have picked, it's the willingness to truly devote to the highest good of all, including you, including all. And I will tell you right now, nip it in the bud, the cure for entitlement is true service to others. Number two, incompletion, the refusal to finish things. It's a sit-down strike, and we understand and have compassion for yourselves. It's, okay, I've done enough. I can't do more. I'm overwhelmed. It's waking up every day with a to-do list that is bigger than you could ever accomplish. Therefore, you go to sleep every night as a failure. No more. I'm going to give you a fantastic hint of how to deal with this terrible incompletion and leave it at redemption's door. It's energetic follow-through. It's like a golf swing. Now, your lives on the surface at this time are so overwhelming that often you stop a task midway in order to switch gears to do something else. Let's say you're cooking in the kitchen and you have to get everyone's lunch made and breakfast made and plan dinner and thaw the this and that and assess the vegetables and wash the something and find the other thing. It's all going on at once. You have this burden of multitasking. Multitasking is done with absolute ease from a higher dimensional position, which is actually not a position at all, from a higher dimensional view. When you are anchored in the burden of trying to get too much done that you never will get done. That was the setup. How can you possibly succeed when it has been set up that you can't and won't? And that is no shortcoming of yours. Energetic follow-through is choosing the tasks with breath, with awareness that you can finish. And then, like a golf swing, like a tennis swing, following all the way through. So instead of just making the lunches for the kids and leaving everything out on the counter, and then 
starting breakfast, but, oh, you have to move everything that's on the counter now so you can try to make breakfast. And, oh, there's already dishes stacked up. See, each task all the way through. So when you use the peanut butter, you use it, you use the jelly and put them away. It's one stroke. Now I'm being very specific and simplistic to make the point. Incompletion is not about you have to do more. It's about shining gentle awareness on what you can accomplish rather than putting yourself in a position where you are a constant failure. This is the key to actually living in the moment. When you pile on top of your day, yourself, your schedule, your consciousness, more than you can accomplish, you cannot possibly be present by design. Imagine the golf swing, smooth and steady all the way through, and see the energy it takes to stop a golf swing mid-swing. That's a decision, and that takes energy. And then it takes more energy to restart again from the beginning. Contemplate what I'm offering. Number three. Once and for all, let's leave war at redemption's doorstep. War? Now you say, I'm not at war. My loved ones aren't going to war. Or, yeah, my, my nephew's in, at war. No. War in your life is the constant urge to block, resist, push back, lie, defy, argue, sabotage, lose control, and even rage. Instead, replace war with connection. What, Michael? What are you saying? Replace war with connection? What does that have to do with anything? Here it is. Connection is love. Love is truly connection. You to your true self, your higher self. You to God. You to the relationships in your life. That is what is real, is your connection to others. That is the pathway of love, and that is love itself. These other Painful tendencies dissolve in the face of your choice to connect, truly connect. Truly consider the other, not above yourself, in love. When you truly choose to nurture yourself, to forgive yourself, to, to laugh instead of feel shame, Gentle, gentle connection and love replaces war. Number four, confusion. All right, hold on to your hats. I don't know if you're going to like this one. 
This may be a shocker, but I tell you truly, confusion is a chosen state. There is no innocence in confusion. Confusion is a decision to enter the downward spiral. Instead of confusion, choose and be who and what you truly are, inner peace, inner knowing. Now, seeking clarity is not the same as being confused. The thing here is the the one that knows that edge is you. So if you are willing to delude yourself, you will say, I am confused. If you are willing to stake a claim in your own awareness, you will reach for greater clarity greater light, you will expand. But confusion is simply a way to stay connected to the lower matrix. Everybody breathe. Because here comes number five, anxiety and stress. Now, I have issue with this. Listen to these words. Oh, I have anxiety. It has come to imply that you are somehow weak, wrong, stress. Oh, it's meant to be like it's a small thing to be handled. Wrong. This has been diabolically crafted to be the number one controlling agent of your lives. Anxiety and stress have become torture that is stretched out and smoothed a bit over time and space. Yet, it loses none of the qualities of torture. It is unacceptable. It is the agent of slavery. And I tell you this, that you have come to feel that Anxiety and stress is a normal part of life, is incorrect. It is not a normal or acceptable part of your lives. What to do? How to heal this? First, I, I see and feel you acknowledging what I'm saying. 
you know that it's true. And you've heard breathe, become centered, become balanced. But in the level of stress and anxiety that you live in, how is that possible? This is why everything depends upon you going within. Finding, seeking, knowing. I am that I am. Knowing God. Knowing thyself. Relentlessly pursuing it until all that's left is peace. This is why every sage, every true messenger includes You must, must, must turn within into the meadow of your own heart until you know what it means to sing your own song. Now, this will not be elusive. You live now in a moment where we are so excited and awaiting your cry of, okay, I'm ready I turn within quietly, truly, earnestly, constantly. I I would gratefully receive help. And oh, has there never been as much help as there is right now. The choice and the action are still yours. But this, this terrible anxiety and stress, is not yours, and it does not belong with you. Go within. Number six. Here's another whopper. Fight or flight. Why don't we just go right ahead and replace that with stay and love? Here's the issue. (laughs) (laughs) here's the issue as was described to you earlier many of you are knowingly and in many cases according to your life plan unknowingly which is nonetheless effective you are just as effective if your triumphs are unknown to you as if they are so-called known to you. <laughs> wanted to get that in there. <laughs> the, the thing that we had for the last year, Christine and Catherine working on, was fight or flight. We have often, well, all of you live on long stretches, of adrenal overload, where fight or flight, fight or flight is not meant to be what rules human life, what is the driving force or indicator or response. No, it was meant to be used in almost rare occasions and instead it has become a way of life. Here's what happens. 
and it has been crafted to entrap you. When you feel a fight-or-flight response, it can be over the smallest thing, yet your reaction can feel and present so intense and big and huge and overwhelming. This is why when you now have fight-or-flight, which does occur, in your reptilian hindbrain, which is at the low base of the slightly right side of the base of your skull, the adrenaline that's sent out and the reaction you have does not last for a few seconds or minutes to help you clear the danger. Instead, You are plugging into not only your own personal entire history and experience of why everything is dangerous and you must live in a heightened state of fight or flight. You are also now plugging into the collective fight or flight. So it has become so on the face of earth that it can be as though Everything in your day feels like life or death. And that is how it was imposed upon you and designed to be. You contract. You contract while adrenaline is flooding you. And you are aware not only of your own experiences, of collective experiences of fight or flight, but the total collective experiences of fight or flight. And it's overwhelming proof to you. And so the gentlest soul, the kindest person, the light-filled being will respond in a way that is completely dramatic and overwhelmed. And then... By design, here comes the shame. And it doesn't matter if you respond in the moment or it's delayed. As you well know, that's called post-traumatic distress. And, And it doesn't matter now or later. It's the same for every dear soul on the surface, including animals. So let's replace it. Christine, Catherine, and Meg have come to the council in request for tremendous help for humanity. Many of you have come in your own ways as well. Stay and love. Ground, center, breathe. Choose and instead of contract, and it will feel so dangerous and so unnatural, but instead of contract, Expand. Expand in love. Don't collapse. Expand in the light that lives you, which is God. Number seven, competition. Let's get straight to it. Replace competition with cooperation and unity. This is the mandate 
of where you're headed. Competition means there's ranking. Someone is better, someone is worse. There's jealousy, there's glamour, on and on. Competition has been showcased to be a really positive thing for the economy and for your getting ahead and for school and and it's a lie. We do not live with competition in the higher light realms. We live for the highest good of all. The celebration of others' fortune. Knowing that we are one and it means the attainment of more goodness for all. Number eight, self-doubt, which equals self-hatred. All right. Everybody, if you're not sitting, sit down. I'm going to skip past a whole bunch of lessons and give you the bottom line on this one. So hang on, and if you don't right see it, be willing to do some inner deep diving and some contemplation. If you call and ask, I, Archangel Michael, we, any of us who you fancy in the company of heaven, fifth dimension and above, will come and join and help you. So self-doubt equals self-hatred. Here we're going to skip all the lessons and get to the bottom. You are declaring that the self is all-powerful, more powerful than God. So it means when you fail because you're trying to run things with your small self, your small will, your negative ego, and you do something that doesn't align with the truth of the light inside of you. That's self-doubt, which immediately, through the shower of shame, turns to self-hatred. There is no need to declare yourself greater than God. You are God imbued with God's love, with God's life force. The remedy is truth-telling, first and always to yourself, which will quickly lead to telling others the truth. And as we have talked so much about surrender to God. It will feel so good when you do. It will, be, it will seem terrifying to do it. And then once you do, the floodgates of relief will open. Let go and let God not only heal shame, it ends self-hatred, and self-doubt. 
Number nine, selfishness slash scarcity. (laughs) You are getting ready to receive God's prosperity in the form of first some thing called money, but truly in the feeling of unlimited abundance. Selfishness is scarcity. When you are selfish, you engage lack. It can come in many forms, such as arguing, demanding, withholding, blocking. It is a commitment to the program of fear. The antidote for selfishness, which is scarcity itself enacted, is true giving. That means giving without an agenda, without an expectation. just through joy and love. The antidote is faith, gratitude, annihilate selfishness and scarcity. Humility, which is not a lowering of self. It is awe for what is true. Flow, respect. Number 10, please, as your brother, I encourage you. Leave at redemption's door which you are standing in front of, whether you realize it quite yet or not, your loneliness, your ache, your doubt, which all is your separation from God. I will give you the quick cure For this, it is a leap of faith. Still, and it's understandable after what you've been through. You want to see proof and then you'll choose mightily. But the the way through is to choose and then you will see. Not see and then you will choose. No. Choose and then you will see. You will see all through the eyes of love and truth and light. You will have your knowing back when you choose.
Have you ever done a tug of war? And you hold on, and the other team's winning, and you're winning, and you grab the rope tighter, and it's kind of burning your hands, so you grip tighter and tighter, and it goes on and on. And then you let go of the rope, and your hands hurt, and you let go of the rope. So it's kind of like that with your leap of faith. It's going to feel uncomfortable and maybe even strange and not feel good maybe right at first. Go within. Call upon God. The reality you have been living in presents you with so much falseness as truth. And it is all designed to make you believe you are separate from God. All of it. Because not only is it about then you can be controlled, you cannot be controlled. You can only allow yourself to be controlled. And the only way you can allow yourself to be controlled is if you start to believe you are separate from God. Let go of the rope. Go within. Never mind what the first strange feelings are. Within you is the truth. You cannot not know it. A leap of faith. Choose. Choose love. Choose God. Choose service. Choose kindness. And then you will know. All the blessings are swirling in a vortex above and around you. It requires your choice for them to come into the density and flood what has been. We are with you. You are light. You are God's children. You are never alone. I am your brother, Archangel Michael. Meg? Michael, before I let you go, can I ask a question? Of course, dear heart. (laughs) I'm feeling some people asking this question, so I'm going to ask on all of our behalf. Can you help us debunk the program of pull yourself up by your own bootstraps? And when you say call in for help and ask for help, I can hear some wincing at that, like asking for help and calling in help is a weakness, which of course is the illusion. Would you mind speaking a few words on that to help buoy up all of our our strength and courage in the cooperation with us and the company of heaven in doing this project together? Uh, How insightful of you, Meg, as usual. Yes. And look at Meg reach for clarity instead of come from confusion. That was a great 
demonstration, Meg. <laughs> hmm. Yes. This is brilliant to look at because it is the bit of your life that has been so assaulted by programming, intentionally targeted by false ideals and even manipulation, even the toxins you're exposed to and the DNA damage you endured long ago. All of it plays into But what Meg is perceiving is that your choice can be the rocket that pulls you up, out, and through all of that. Now, indeed, it's what choice is that, after all, when so much is constantly being thrown at you this pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and there are really endless examples you can feel the quality of what's being offered pull yourself up by your bootstraps that's kind of like the endless to-do list feeling that I was mentioning. How can you ever do that when life has been set up on a no-win situation where no matter how hard you try, therefore, it's the same scenario as waking up in the morning already a failure from yesterday and setting too much for that day and trying to put all your heart and soul into a system that is designed to keep you down. This is where that inner knowing that you do have, I touch it now within each of you, so that you may feel it. Gentle now. Don't worry. This isn't a test. Here's the tricky bit. You're going to continue to be choosing peace in the midst of chaos, love in the midst of assault, Tenderness in the midst of violence. Sometimes your choice is what you will have to stake, and it's what you've come to offer, serve, and do, both for your own experience and transcendence and as a service to this world to raise up out of the darkness. When something starts to weigh you down like a weight belt in diving, that you feel suddenly like you're dropping to the bottom, look immediately at what that is. Be willing to see with fresh eyes. 
Call upon your higher team. Call upon God for discernment and clarity. Meg, you asked the real question there. I can point at the answer and instruct about the answer and hint at the answer. But this answer you've asked about, Meg, is within. So it's not falling prey to an idea or an ideal or a belief. Love is gentle. You are all facing these kinds of transcendent questions right now. Go within. And Meg, when you're with each other, first, be kind. We are seeing a rash of aggressiveness right now, and it's being falsely stimulated. From without. Do not fall for it. Do not fall prey to it. Be kind with yourself and be kind with each other. Got any more questions for me, Meg? (laughs) Thank you, Michael, so much for that. I'm sure it helps me and it helps a lot of listeners. Thank you. Okay. I give the talking stick to you and Catherine. Oh, thank you, Michael. Christine. Let's let's set up our music so we can enjoy the rest of that song. Wow, there's a lot there to think about. I'm going to listen to this at least one more time. Everybody yes. will take that yes. invitation. Mm-hmm. And we really look forward to the next show, which we will announce. Watch for our notice. Night, Thank everybody. you, everyone.
This session is no longer being recorded. Goodbye.